Independence Day brings out the best in us, us as Americans. But we're living in a different world, and it sure seems like it brings out the worst of worst in us too. Let's talk about it a little bit. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. I hope you guys had a great Independence Day. I had a pretty good Independence Day. I got to admit, I was rather disappointed with the fireworks displays. But I went out. We went to me, Josie, and her family. We went to her sister's house, and we had hot dogs and hamburgers and some sort of cow head taco dish they make. I don't know what it's called. Um, Josie was suffering for that the next day. But I had hamburgers and hot dogs. And you know something? According to the Biden administration, I saved, my family saved about 16 cents. That's right. The Biden administration made probably the dumbest statement that has been uttered by this administration so far, and that is saying something. They claimed in a tweet that this year's prices for for Independence Day barbecues would be substantially lower than last year. This is what they tweeted. Planning a cookout this year? Catch up on the news. According to the Farm Bureau, the cost of fourth of a 4th of July barbecue is down from last year. It's a fact that you must, must hurt, heard, mustard is what they're saying. Hot dog, the Biden economic plan is working. And that's something we can all relish. What a, oh my God, that is so terrible. And then they attached a video that basically shows what's gone up, what's gone down, things like, what's gone down. They never show anything that's gone up. Okay. It sounds good, I guess. But don't believe it. The total ended up being when it once it was calculated, sixteen cents you're saving on a bar the average barbecue. But there has been some deep dives by the media that said that this was one of the most crazy ass statements they could have made. Even the liberal media was like, huh? The statement was based on things like baked beans, ketchup, and hot dogs. Here's the problem the Biden administration is kind of ignoring. Fresh fruit has gone up. Hamburger and hot dog buns have gone up. Fresh vegetables have gone up moderately, but they've gone up. Hamburger, steak, and chicken have all gone up. As a matter of fact, I went to Costco the other day, and I think I said this before in a previous podcast, steak was up 66% from $60 for five huge steaks to over $100 per five huge steaks. Coleslaw and potato salad have gone up. Hot dogs were the only meat that actually went down and I meat I've got that in air court air quotes and the reason it went down is because last year there was a hot dog shortage and so hot dogs were extremely high in price thank you china virus we also can't forget and this is what the biden administration is forgetting and this is where the biden administration is really having problems and why this is being mocked Gas has gone up a dollar a gallon across the country. In Los Angeles, it's over a dollar. It's about a dollar thirty. Lumber has gone up three hundred percent. Cars have increased due to the prices of steel. Houses have gone up because there's a shortage of there's a shortage of available housing. They're not building them anymore because of the price of lumber. 
all meat has gone up due to the ransomware attack that occurred under the Biden watch. Charcoal has gone up. Oil has gone up. The Fed is projecting inflation through 2024 and is planning to raise interest rates. So, yeah, no. Your 4th of July celebration has not gone down in price. Well, okay, it probably has. If you didn't drive anywhere, have only hot dogs with no buns or onions, no sides, no sodas, no beer, and you cook them in a microwave, then they've probably gotten done. Then maybe you can throw in some ketchup on them. Maybe. As you might imagine, Twitter just went absolutely off on this. Uh, Representative Elise Stefanik uh, said, quote, apparently no one at the Biden White House has been to the gas station recently. The average price for a gallon of gas is three fifteen. This is the highest price for a gallon of gas since 2014 and is a 42% increase from last year. Tim Poole, who's a, a, a journalist, he's actually more of a, um, how shall we say, He's more of a, a video journalist, a YouTuber. He said, Biden has saved us. His plan is working. What are going, what are, I'm assuming he says, what are we going to do? What are you going to do with your 16 cents? I'm going to set up a retirement count with my 16 cents. And Donald Trump Jr., you know this was coming. This is probably straight from Donald Trump, Donald Trump himself. 16 percent savings over the whole 4th of July barbecue? Yep, 16 cents. Huge savings. As long as you didn't have to drive to pick it up, in which case, after about a few yards of driving, you're in a hole. Great job, Joe. Thanks for highlighting. This crazy claim, as you could imagine, had to be answered by Jen Psaki. And as you could imagine it, there was one person that asked it, and it was Steve Ducey of Fox News. Her weak-ass answer was also mocked by the Twitterverse and just about everybody else, including some of the leftist media. Listen to this. Okay, on another subject, the official White House account tweeted yesterday, the cost of a 4th of July cookout is down 16 cents from last year. 16 cents? There, there has been a reduction in some of the costs of key components of the 4th of July, 4th of July barbecue. So that was it, what the tweet was noting. So does the White House think that 16 cents off a of barbecue has more of an impact on people's lives than gas being a dollar more this time? I would say if you don't like hot dogs, you may not care of the reduction of costs. You don't have to like hot dogs. But a reduction of. I will say that what we are most focused on is the fact that we've created now more than three million jobs since the president took office. That's what we're focused on, and continuing to implement additional components of his economic build back better agenda. Go ahead. What a weak ass answer. What an absolutely weak. Notice she only a couple of things here. First off. Notice she only points to hot dogs because they're really the only meat that went down. Everything else went up. Chicken, steak, hamburger, um, anything that you had other than hot dogs. Everything else went up. And notice she's sitting back and she's pushing this stupid agenda that is not... She wants to ignore absolutely everything else. By the way... um. In January of 2019, when Donald Trump was president, there were 1.8 million jobs created. Uh, 
Joe Biden has been in the White House at the end of a pandemic and there have been one uh, three million jobs created. Who do you think was doing a little bit better? Do you think it was Joe Biden? No. His Build Back Better program is not helping at all. And I'm sorry, thank you for saving us 16 cents on hot dogs, but I don't eat hot dogs every day. I do drive every day. So that $5 a gallon is probably worth a little bit more. This is the, this is the skinny. This is a propaganda mission. They are going to find absolutely anything, any commodity that has lost, that has gone down in price, and they're going to point to that commodity. Even if it's something as irrelevant as butt cheeks and cow, li- cow lips combined in a little packaging that you put on a bun. But the bun has gone up in price. So it's absolutely insane. We're spending 66% more on everything right now. And it doesn't look like it's going to end. And this whole thing, this tone deafness of the Biden administration is going to cost them in 2022 and again in 2024. The only way Kamala Harris is going to end up being president is if Joe Biden decides not to be president anymore. But this is the only thing that just was asinine. You know, you got a bunch of people that actually hate the United States, and Independence Day is the perfect time to to hate the United States. They didn't hate the United States when they legalized Juneteenth, which they call the second Independence Day, which isn't true. It's not Independence Day. Juneteenth isn't even the right date for uh, the Emancipation Proclamation, so that's kind of crazy. But the United, uh, the uh, New York Times decided to show their love for the United States on Independence Day by pissing on the American flag. Uh, this article is entitled The Fourth of July Symbol of Unity May No Longer Unite by a gal named Sarah Maislin Near. Uh, and basically, all she said was, and this was a really long article, I'm not going to go into the entire article, I'm going to read a few paragraphs of it, but she basically said the United States flag is, wait for it, racist. So here it is. Here's here's the here's what I'm going to read you. So quote, today flying the flag from the back of a pickup truck or over a lawn is increasingly seen as a clue, albeit an imperfect one, to a person's political affiliation in a deeply divided nation. What once what was once a unifying symbol, symbol, there is a star on it for each state after all, is now alienating to some. Its stripes now fault lines between people who kneel while the star-spangled banner plays and those for whom not pledging allegiance is an affront. Politicians of both parties have long sought to wrap themselves in the flag, but something may be changing. Today's flying the flag today flying the flag from the top of a back of a pickup truck or over a lawn. Notice she always brings that up, that pickup truck, because we're all white trash. That's what we are. They won't say it. We're, all, we're nothing but white trash, is increasingly seen as a clue. Or, I'm sorry, here we go. Supporters of the former President Donald J. Trump have embraced the flag so fervently. At his rallies across conservative media, and even during the January 6th assault on the Capitol, that many liberals like Mr. Traber, who was earlier in the article, worried that the left has all but ceded the national emblem to the right. 
And then she points out that 66% of Republicans support the flag and only 34% of Democrats do. We talked about the flag before. The flag is a symbolic, uh, it is a symbol. It's a symbol of unity. If one doesn't see it, then they just cho- choose not to see it or decide to make up different uh, reasons why it's not. You know, I bet you those same people, they see the flag of Antifa, which, by the way, is a black flag with the anarchist symbol on it, the BLM flag, which is a black flag with a fist on it, and the diversity flag, the LGBTQ flag, as unifying when their development was actually made to divide. So it's kind of hard for the to take the New York Times serious because the New York Times has always been anti-American. And it's hard to take these people who hate the flag seriously because they're anti-American. They hate America. They think everything with America is wrong. So why bother worrying about what they think? I don't. As far as I'm concerned, it's unifying. And no, I'm never going to bow or fly a diversity flag or a BLM flag or an Antifa flag because those flags don't represent me. If you're an American citizen in the United States of America, that flag does represent you because it represents the United States and of America. So I'm not exactly sure. Here's a question for you. Why don't these people just leave? They can leave. Go to another country. Go fly your Antifa flag in China. Go, go someplace else. You don't need to be here. And if this is such a bad country, why is everyone, why are they wanting to open the borders so anybody and their mother can come into the United States? Because everyone does. Look at the border right now. Everyone is crossing the border. It's just, it's absolutely asinine. Well, NPR, uh, National Public Radio, uh, denounced the Declaration of Independence on the 4th of July because they deem it as offensive. They tweeted this. 245 years ago today, leaders representing 13 British colonies signed a document to declare independence. It says that all men are created equal, but women, enslaved people, indigenous people, and many others were not held as equal at the time. At the time. Admit it. At the time, they weren't. So if it, they weren't held equally at the time, where are they now? Mm, we're going to get to that. The document also includes a racist slur against the indigenous Americans. Okay, the racist, we're going to talk about that in a second too. Hold on, I, it's not really a racist slur. And I, I got bad news for you. It's not even not applicable. It really does apply when the declaration was written. Author David Treor, who is uh, Ajubawe, says there is not a lot of diversity of opinion and thought among Native Americans, a community of more than 5 million people, about the document's words. And they continued, they say, we are committed to forcing this country to live up to its own stated ideals. Okay, a couple things here about this. First off, very insulting tweet on the 4th of July. Very insulting. How about happy 4th of July? Happy Independence Day. Again, the left doesn't want this to be Independence Day. They want June 19th to be Independence Day. Well, June 19th is not Independence Day. June 19th is historically not even um, Emancipation Proclamation Day. It should be sometime in December. 
It's not even in the same year as the Emancipation Proclamation. It's insane. But my big thing is NPR is a publicly funded news organization. NPR actually gets taxpayer money. Hey, if they hate the country so much, why are we giving them any money? I don't want to pay for NPR to have any cash. Okay, so anyway, but the slur they use is the term savages. That's what's used in the Declaration of Independence. And the reason Thomas Jefferson used the word savages is because um, at the time, the Native Americans were savages. The Indians were at war with each other constantly. And they were at war with the white people constantly. Everyone seems to think, oh, well, the white man was at war with the Indians and the Indians were at war with the white man. No, um, they were killing each other, too. The Indians also used to scalp and skin those they defeated. The Iroquois, the Cherokee, the Apaches, the Aztecs. The Indians were also cannibals. The Iroquois was known to eat their defeated, the defeated. Now, a matter of fact, here's something really bizarre. You know where the term cannibal actually comes from? It comes from the Spanish term caribs, which was a term used by the Spanish for the Indians in the Caribbean. Do you know why they use that term? Because the Indians in the Caribbean were eating each other. I also want to point out the final line of the tweet should have been put in the first line of the tweet because the founding fathers knew they weren't living to the potential of the Declaration. They knew slavery was not consistent with the Declaration of Independence or the Constitution. It's in the Federalist Papers. Letters were written by Jefferson, Washington, who owned slaves. Both of them did. Adams, all of the different uh, Madison. All of the different people wrote about how it, how this was not conducive to the um, found, founding fathers' intentions. The abolitionist movement started in 1800. And by the way, who was in the abolitionist movement? White guys. You know who else? Everyone who hates Mark Twain because he said the N-word seven times in Huck Finn? Ought to remember he was one of the first, he was one of the founding abolitionists. He was an abolitionist. He hated slavery. Former slave Frederick Douglass thought the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution and were great, but it just we just weren't living our values. Martin Luther King thought the same thing about the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution. He just thought. We're not living to that, that area. We're still being seen by our color, not by the content of our character. And he used that when he tried to end Jim Crow laws. But you know what else has proven that we actually take it seriously, that slavery was really bad? Uh, well, we had an abolitionist movement well before anything else. The North outlawed slavery in the northern states and in newly indoctrinated states. And we had a civil war that almost killed 700,000 people to end slavery, and most of them were white. This is why 
the left wants to destroy history. Because our history has shown that we have attempted, we've made attempts in this country to do the right thing and live by our values of the Constitution and of the uh, Declaration of Independence. And we failed. We failed for most of our life. We never quite met it. But we are now, I would say, since 1964, we're closer than we've ever been. And we're probably closest that any other country has gotten to be equality based on content of character, not based off race. I do not believe we have a race problem in this country. I believe race problems are being created. And one person that loves to create race problems are members of Congress who are of color. Amazing. And I can't even believe these people tweeted this on Independence Day. But Cori Bush, who's a congressional representative, she actually works in the government as a voted representative of the government. She's a BLM supporter, and she's a member of those idiot squad, of the idiot squad. She tweeted this. When they say the 4th of July is about American freedom, remember this. The freedom they're referring to is for white people. The land is stolen, is stolen land, and the black people still aren't free. I, this is so dumb. I, I don't even want to really even talk about it. She's a congressperson. She's a congresswoman. Not only is she, not only is this, she is living proof that the system is free. And she's able to go out and create laws within the system. She has that power. And the land for the most part, wasn't stolen. It was conquered, yes. There were parts of the land that were conquered. But most of the land was gained through negotiation. The United States negotiated New York with the Indians. The Indians just changed their mind. The Louisiana Purchase, which was like 13 states, was purchased from uh, France. Texas was one from Mexico, but we ended up paying for it. Same with California. And we bought Alaska. Most of this country was not stolen. Most of this country was negotiated. It was negotiated from France, Spain, Mexico, Russia, and the Indians. So this is a really dumb statement. I also want to point out she thinks the system is racist, and this drives me crazy, is that, you know, you're part of the system. So I guess she's a racist? Well, we know she's a racist. But if she thinks the system is racist, well, then why would we think she's not a racist? The other moron that had something to say was Maxine Waters. And you knew she was going to say something. And she is just so stupid. Uh, she said, July 4th. And so, the Declaration of Independence says all men are created equal. Equal to what? What men? Only white men. Isn't it something they wrote that wrote in this? I, she, is, I, this is what she said. Isn't it something that they wrote this in 1776? When African Americans were enslaved, I didn't make, that's what she said. They weren't thinking about us then, but they're thinking about us now. Further, on December, the Declaration of Independence says, we hold these truths to be self-evident, yet 17 states haven't enacted voter suppression. Um, that's a bullshit lie. 17 states have not enacted voter suppression. They have just, they have just, secured our laws. Supreme Court gutted the Section 5 of the Voting Rights Act. 
um, because Section 5 was garbage. And George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Michael Brown, Sandra Bullock, Tamir Rice. Need I, need I say more? First off, I can't stand this. George Floyd and Michael Brown were criminals. Breonna Taylor. You're making a comparison between five people that really have nothing to do with each other. All their cases were extremely different. George Floyd and Michael Brown, tragic that they died. They were criminals. Breonna Taylor and Tamir Rice, even they may not have been. I'm, I'm not sure who Sandra Bland is. I'll have to look that one up. But the fact that you're putting Tamir Rice and Breonna Taylor. Mm, Breonna Taylor was sort of innocent, but not really. And by the way, she was shot because, and she wasn't in her bed sleeping when she was shot. Brianna Taylor was shot because her boyfriend started firing and hit one of the police officers. Tamir Rice, I think, had a, a toy gun or something, and he pointed it at the police, and they shot him. So I, these, these, all of these have nothing to do with each other. It's really dumb. And again, Jesus, she's a congressman. She's been a congressman for the last, like, 40 years, and she's a black woman, and she's complaining. She's been a congressman since the 70s, right after the Civil Rights Act was passed. We've had a black president for eight years. We've currently got a black woman as vice president. Again, you can't look at American history because American history proves absolutely everything these people said is wrong. But you, you, they continue to beat the crap out of this whole theory, and they just don't stop. And the problem is, everyone's pointing out, you're an idiot. By the way, system, again, she believes, Maxine Waters, like that other idiot, Cori Bush, believes in systemic racism. Well, you've been part of the system for almost 50 years. Does that mean you're a racist? That's a great question, but no one poses those questions. Well, it's not all bad. It, there were actually some really nice things that happened this weekend. Um, one was George Foreman. Uh, George Foreman was the Olympic boxer. He was a boxing champion. He is the oldest living champ. He's the oldest person to become a heavyweight champion of the world. I he beat uh, I don't know. He was not Mike. Um, whoever Mike Tyson lost to, I can't remember who it is, but. He's always been a very happy and appreciative of everything that he has in his life. And he's also an example of the American dream. He took advantage of every opportunity that was given to him. And he actually created a empire outside of boxing. Remember the George Foreman grill? That's him. I owned a George Foreman grill, an electric George Foreman grill. It was awesome. He has also taken criticism. Because he loves this country. And this guy's old enough to have been through Jim Crow. He knows what racism is. But he loves this country. He has the MLK value structure of this country. And he makes no bones about it, no matter what people tell him. He tweeted this on the 4th of July. For about 54 years, people asked me not to keep saying I love America. Well, I do. And I'm not ashamed. Don't leave it. Love it. Happy 4th of July. And he's got a picture of him holding up the American flag after he won his gold medal in the Olympics. He's an American hero. And believe it or not, I think he 
is an example of most of the black community. That they don't see America the way, especially older black people, they see America as the America that Martin Luther King wanted. Then this next one, this is great. I'm going to run just a tad bit over today. This happened in a Walmart in Texas. Someone just out of the blue, this happened on Saturday, so it was July 3rd. Out of the blue, someone just started singing the national anthem. Right out of, just no particular reason. Well, and only in Texas, this is what happened. Okay, these are real Americans. And you know something? They represent the majority of the country. Remember, it's people like these that are going to give leftist ideology a run for its money. And we are a majority in this country. We are. And we're not going it, to... It, it, they can't win. They can't win. Well, there's one more um rendition of the star spangled banner because that rendition even though it was really sweet and all i mean it was kind of uh, off tune and things like that but what do you expect a bunch of people from walmart didn't have a chance to you know warm up their voices or anything like that this one comes from a girl named malaya emma and she sang the national anthem at a los angeles galaxy soccer game and how she she got to do this is because she won a contest and it was an absolute beautiful rendition of the star spangled banner and she sounded absolutely phenomenal and so i'm going to end the podcast today with this so i'm not even going to bother with all the, the the fun stuff okay you follow me here go visit dumbassestalkingpolitics.com to actually take a look at uh the links i have they're all there just enjoy this rendition. It's fantastic. And even the soccer players were looking around like, oh my God. I hope you had a great weekend. Tomorrow we're going to talk about how the left is trying to destroy our kids. Yeah, it's going to be another one of the one of those. Enjoy. Happy Fourth of July. Happy Independence Day. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics. And now here to perform the American National Anthem, please welcome our Galaxy Social Night Contest winner, the tiny but mighty seven-year-old singer from Los Angeles, Malaya Emma Chandragwijaya. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light what so proud 
bright stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight. Oh, the ramparts we watched were so gallantly streaming. I think we saw this go home now.